Welcome to the Right to Food, the voice of the Food Foundation. I am Liber and I am Rushta and we are two of the newest members of its team of young food ambassadors from across the country campaigning for better access to good food for everyone. We ambassadors have a vision and we have written the Children's Right to Food Charter calling for government action to tackle child food poverty and obesity. And can you remember what we put in to grow down here? They're red and they're very juicy. Strawberries. Strawberries, that's right. This week, we're looking at how learning to cook, eating fresh food and growing in nurseries and preschool gardens could help to transform our food culture and the nation's health. My mum is a star in the kitchen and me and Iba have been helping her ever since we can remember. And I am pretty confident that we will be able to feed ourselves healthily when we leave home. But that's not the story for many families in the UK. The Food Foundation has just published The Broken Plate, our annual review of the state of the nation's food system. And it's not looking good. Children growing up in households on low incomes are suffering the severest health consequences where access to good, healthy food is really tough. Let me get a spoon. I want a plate. Baby, time for some food. The Food Foundation knows that it's vital for healthy eating to start in the early year settings, in nurseries and preschools. Can we get a wee knife to chop this up? Feeding your pretend babies pretend vegetable soup is what these under fives do as part of their play days at Crookfer Family Centre Glasgow. It's part of pilot, integrating vegetables into every aspect of nursery life. The kids play with broccoli trees in the dinosaur sandpit and have pretend grocery shops and make smoothies with veg. They create art projects with vegetables and sing vegetable songs, as well as eating lots of vegetables, of course. Oscar's mum, Claire, says it's no wonder he talks about food all the time. I've been looking at lots of photos of Oscar and preparing the vegetables, washing them, chopping them, uh, kicking them on the the play cooker and and serving them. Um, And he's come home um, every day from nursery talking about what they've done. Um, We've all been told to eat the rainbow in the family and we've been trying to find all the the different colours and and the veg. So, um, yeah, I think it's been great. I think it's it's really helped to to spark an interest um, in in vegetables. He's quite good if the veg is what? What do you... Raw. Raw. So we like raw veg. What kind of raw veg do you like? Carrots. Yep. What cucumber. else? Cucumber. Mm-hmm. And, and apple. Yeah. Lots of fruit and smoothies. He likes helping to make uh, smoothies and soups. So, yeah, I would say soup. We can put whatever veg we like in soup. And as long as it's blended up, he'll wolf it down. Yeah. What's your, what kind of soups do you like? Super green soup. Super green soup. Spinach and watercress and rocket. So you really like that one, don't you? The project is part of Nourish Scotland and Peas Please, the Food Foundation's campaign to encourage everyone to eat more vegetables 
and that includes the smallest member of the family learning to cook and grow food as part of the early year provisions in state nurseries. Lisa Davids, the principal at Crookfers, says that it's a great opportunity for child-led education. The children have, have very much enjoyed the, the, the cooking experiences. Um, cooking and baking is something that we do with the children often anyway. We're, um, all of our learning is child-led, so the children very much tell us what they want to do and what they want to learn about. Um, we had a delivery from Lockavore um, who are delivering our, our, our veg and they had delivered a, a load of cucumbers but actually what we did was we grated the cucumbers and made tzatziki dip with them and the kids ate them with breadsticks as part of their snacks. So it was all integrated into our experiences that we have anyway. Um, we put we put the, the veg in its whole form on the table and before you knew it the children were picking up their knives and, and kind of cutting into it to dissect almost the peppers and look at the seeds and that gave rise to so many opportunities to talk about planting and all of these other things you know real life experiences for the children it's not just the kids who learn and children are very often more creative than we are you may have noticed in the way in we always have a table and it's it's around um maybe a wee focus or something like that and we had um, set up a table with a dinosaur on it with it with a dinosaur book and one of the children grabbed a broccoli and said that's a tree and so they're very often more creative than we could ever hope to be. Um, so we learn a lot from them in these ways as well. So they've really enjoyed using the veg in really creative and imaginative ways as well. I know what I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it a unicorn. What, are you going to make a unicorn? I'm going to make my potato. Your potato a unicorn? I need to stick this on. Oh, are you going to stick that onto your potato? One of the most shocking findings in the Broken Plate report was that by the last year of primary school, the most deprived children are on average over one centimetre shorter than the least deprived. If we don't do anything to change the food system, one in four children born this year will be overweight or living with obesity by the time they start school. The research shows us that as a nation, we're not a particularly healthy eating nation. However, we're a, ve- a very health conscious nation. I think and that we all want to be more conscious of, of, of healthy, healthy eating and certainly promoting healthy eating with our younger children. The Scottish government has already turned up the dial in an attempt to radically change the food culture. Lisa says it's an amazing opportunity to change the way whole families think about food. We're so aware that younger children's palates are completely different to ours. So they, the way they experience the taste of vegetables and things is very different to us. Um, and so it's a really, really important stage to promote that, that love of healthy eating and vegetables with our children. We're so conscious of sustainability and all things eco and the impact of, of farming and things like that as well. So I suppose the whole principle kind of echoed with our ethos around um, being a health promoting setting um, and around our kind of sustainability values and things like that as well. Nourish Scotland, which campaigns for a fairer, healthier and more sustainable food system in Scotland and food distributor Lokawa is working to bring fresh local produce to nurseries and preschools like Cookfer. So we've been really fortunate to have been funded through um, Peace Please and Nourish Scotland um, with the project um, and we've had all these lovely organic, locally grown vegetables delivered from Lokawar, um three times a week and, and again that, that's that's even brought great excitement when the 
when the veg boxes are brought in, the children are all excited and things like that. But it's certainly something that we would hope to sustain in that interest. We've grown lots of seeds and things like that, so that's the kind of sustainable part of the project for us. And part of the discussion with the children was around um, dehydrating vegetables and what that would look like and taste like and things like that. So lots of plans that way. Um, our catering staff are fantastic. Um, and they're equally as passionate about about healthy eating and, and allowing and encouraging the children to, to experience and taste veg and things like that. So, um, yeah, we certainly hope to continue in that way. And for so many families, having good, healthy food at the centre of their child's day at nursery makes all the difference. Oscar's mum, Claire. For some families, the Peas Please project um, will make a huge difference um, just because it, it encourages the children in the nurseries to, um, to get involved with the, the vegetable preparation and, and it'll spark an interest for them. Um, and the fact that they also get to take the vegetables home is a, is a, huge, a huge benefit. The Food Foundation has found massive gaps in our food policies and food systems in preventing childhood obesity, particularly in schools. And it is found that given the scale of the problem, policies that only target school-age children, while very important, are too late to be able to tackle the ever-increasing problem of unhealthy weight in childhood. Cut them all up then. What are you cutting? Raspberries. And why do we eat raspberries? Healthy. In Walsall. The heart of the black country. Three-year-olds, Sophie and Hajot, are at Maple Tree, an 82-place nursery which is part of a Food for Life programme with the Soil Association. Can you tell me five foods that are healthy? Apples, carrots, bananas, grapes, salad. Well done. And can you tell me some foods that aren't healthy? Chocolate. Good job. Yeah, well done. And why is it important that we eat lots of healthy food? Because it makes us big and strong. Well done. The black country as a whole always performs under the national average for um, all of the kind of health indicators. Janine Headley is the local programme manager of the Food for Life programme. It has a worse than national average um, level of childhood um, poverty um, Warsaw, for example, has more than 30% of children that are under 16 that are living in child poverty. Um, worse than national averages for infant mortality, for rates of breastfeeding. Um, Warsaw, as an example, has um, really high rates of childhood obesity, um, with the last recordings being 11.3% um, of children aged 4 to 5 that are measuring as obese, and that doubles when they get to year 6. Um, so there are lots of indicators um, that, you know, that correlate with the fact that it, that it is a very deprived area um, that, that mean that, that, you know, there's lots of support that's needed, lots of interventions that are required. Lee Hardland is a nutritionist for the Soil Association and works with the Food for Life team. Young children whose brains are rapidly developing need a nutrient-dense diet to help um, them as the process kind of the world around them. Early year settings provide an ideal opportunity to encourage young children to eat well and learn about food. This in turn then, then gives children confidence in trying new things and gaining the best nutrition from an early age. 
A baby's brain develops more quickly during the first 1,000 days than at any other time of its life. The way that the brain moulds and forms and kind of adapts to its environment contributes to the, the sort of person that the baby will actually grow into. Like the kids in Glasgow, these children are learning about fruit and vegetables through play. In the nursery, in the garden and in the kitchen, where the chef cooks everything from scratch every day. What are you eating? Spaghetti, good boy. And is it nice? And what's this? Bolognese. Bolognese. And what does that taste like? Good boy. Jeskin is a deputy sport at Maple Tree and says it's vital that the parents know just how much of a role good healthy food plays in their kids' day. We've had a few parent comments. We always send out questionnaires um, on certain times uh, of the year to, to ask parents whether they're happy with the menus that we've got in place here. Um, and we tend to get good feedback. If not, it's uh, constructive criticism, which is always good. Um, but we've had a few parents come in a lot of the time that say, you know, my, my child won't eat this at home, but they eat it here. Um, and I think it's just a case that, you know, we're able to kind of get that education across of being consistent and trying those those new things on a regular basis rather than just trying it once and, and never again, um, which has been, you know, really useful for the children here in terms of widening their palate to healthier foods. Um, a lot of our parents quite enjoy coming in for the plant and share days that we have on. Um, and we've got a, um, a parent zone app, so they're able to upload pictures from home um, from the growing that they're doing. So, you know, we've had parents return with pictures of their pea growing, which is nice. So you can see that it's being continued at home as well. So as fun as it is for the children, I think the parents have quite enjoyed getting on board with it as well. The tomatoes Tyrone could taste are the building blocks of a whole new food culture and grow right outside the window. Jenny is in the garden with four-year-old Jaspreet. It's growing there. Yeah, what's growing? And um, 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 blueberries, because I can see blueberries here there. Yeah, that's right. And should we see what else we can see growing in our garden? Yeah. What else can you see? <gasps> what's that? I don't know. That's lavender. It smells very nice. Do you want to smell? Yeah. And can you remember what we put in to grow down here? They're red and they're very juicy. What's down here at the bottom? Strawberries. Strawberries, that's right. And why do we eat lots of fruit? Because it makes you healthy. It does, that's right. And it makes you grow... Big. Yeah, and... Healthy. That's right. Clever girl. Well done. And it makes you so strong. You will be and, so strong. Yeah, and, and then you can get super muscles. <laughs> That's right. Well done. Just gone. We've got quite a large garden, actually, for, for a nursery. We're quite lucky in that sense. Um, so around the edge of our garden, we've got um, quite large troughs um, where the children are free to go and plant and to water their own um, produce themselves. Um, we have potatoes growing, strawberries... Um, we also have a herb garden as well, which is nice for um, sensory activities, really. Um, but the children kind of get the opportunity to learn um, to plant seeds, to take care of them. And then when they're ready, such as the potatoes, they can pick them themselves, bring them inside and wash them and help prepare them ready for lunch as well, which is nice because they get that understanding. And again, like Crookfer, the programme is about educating the whole family. So our Plant and Share Day, um, we invite parents to come in um, and spend however long they have um, 
because it can be really difficult getting out of work. So even if it's just five minutes that they're coming for and we have big tough trays in the garden um, and they're filled with soil and they're able to come in and select a plant pot, um, fill it up with soil and then we offer them to plant different seeds. So I think we've done peas before because they're quite easy. Um, Just anything that's going to be manageable at home in the home environment as well. Um, So they're able to plant their own pea and they decorate a little stick to put in with their name on. Um, and then they're able to take that home then to grow at home. So the growing's not only done here within our own garden, but also shared at home as an activity as well. Um, sometimes we run a little competition of who's got the tallest pea or the tallest sunflower. <laughs> Janine explains the joined up thinking. It's all about educating children, families, staff within schools, the wider community about the importance of food, where it comes from, how to make it more sustainable, how to eat a more healthy diet using fresh fresh fruits and vegetables, high quality meats that are from farm assured um, places, you know, free range eggs, things like that. And linking that into the education about actually creating their own um, healthy diets and, and having having an input in that, using that whole setting approach Um, to make sure that food is embedded as part of the everyday culture rather than just something that's thought of, you know, separately or just added at the last minute to curriculum sessions and things. And with the Food for Life programme, obviously a large emphasis of that is on schools, you know, Key Stage 1 and 2, but we've got a huge early years programme that is actually becoming more and more popular and Warsaw are lucky enough to be one of the biggest commissions of um, the early years programme from Food for Life. So we're seeing a huge impact at that very early stage where where children are getting you know it's learned behavior at that point it's it's something that 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 they just do naturally being surrounded by food all day means that even the youngest children are now confident enough to talk about flavors Leanne Prodro is the deputy manager at Maple Tree um to be honest they are a lot more now in sort of being willing to go up to the the herbs in the garden and sort of talk about what we, we can use and kind of ask about new recipes um they're more willing to actually kind of get involved and cook more whereas before it was all that they just wanted to bite cakes which is a thing for children but now it's more that can we make healthier soup can we make you know different casseroles and things like that so they are talking more about making more healthier meals now than rather than just saying can we make a cupcake or you know can we make some rice crispy cakes as children enjoy and um, so there's a lot more talking going on you can see it in their role play as well you know, that they're acting out things that when we've taken them to, you know, pick, pick their plants. We've got the allotments at the back of us as well. Um, so we go over there. So they are asking to go and visit the allotments and see what's going on over there as well, which is a good thing. So we've seen a big difference in the children. The Food Foundation has found that amongst the younger children, there's a clear link between obesity and poverty. And the gradient becomes steeper as children get older. But at Maple Tree... The under fives are making clear connections between what you eat and your health. Leanne Prodro. Our preschool children, they do come along like saying things like, oh, this is healthy for you. Or whenever they say, you know, for example, a staff member walking through with their lunch, that's not healthy, you shouldn't be eating that. So they are picking up now that we shouldn't be doing that. Obviously, you know what we're like. Um, but they are talking more in their play, like this is how we'll make a healthy food today. So that word stuck with them. The food-centred environment also gives the children an opportunity to talk about their own foods without the stigma so many feel by the time they get to secondary school. 
they talk about sort of like what foods they've eaten at home and who's got the biggest muscles because they've eaten healthy food. Um, and a lot of them bring in their cultural food as well. Um, so like they'll go down what sort of they've had vegetable curries or that kind of thing. So they'll start introducing to each other what they've eaten healthy and, you know, if you eat this, this is what promotes the healthiness. So they're all walking around saying, oh, I've got superpower because I've got big muscles. And you can kind of see it coming in play because I've eaten healthily. So... You kind of can see them egging each other on that you must eat this because otherwise you're not going to be as big as me. And it seems to work. For Sarah, life at home has changed completely since her son has been coming to Maple Tree. I'd say that his favourite is the fish and parsley sauce or the um, mackerel pasta bake. He always seems to eat all of those. Um, it's not something that I would necessarily cook at home, so it's really good. He gets to try different things here. Um, in fact he doesn't really um, eat fish at all at home he tends to just refuse it I've noticed the nursery definitely asking parents what they think of the menus on the questionnaires that they send out and are really like open and upfront with the menus and seem really passionate about offering healthy options to the kids they've held the um, plant and share days and um, I think the first one that we went to, we got to like plant, we've done some planting, we planted some um, peas, um, which we were actually quite successful in growing. So that was a really good experience to have. Funding for pilots like Nourish Scotland and Peas Please and programmes like Food for Life are essential. The Food Foundation's broken plate has found that children's earliest experiences of food can shape lifelong habits and establish their long-term relationships with food. Children with obesity are more likely to grow up and have obesity and diet-related diseases. Lee Harland. There is a real link between the health of um, a non-obese child and the um, ill health of an obese child, for example. Um, research shows that those children who are overweight start out on the path to, to health problems that were actually once considered adult problems. So, for example, diabetes, high blood pressure um, and high cholesterol. Childhood obesity can also lead to, to poor self-esteem and depression from a very young age. Children's concentration levels can drop in obese children, which then has a negative impact on the likes of educational outcomes with lower performance at school. And as we head into the summer, Maple Tree will provide an essential healthy meal every day for many of these children. Janine says the government's holiday activity fund in England is vital. For many of the areas across the black country, children are depending on those holiday activity provision um, programmes to be able to to eat a healthy and nutritious meal. And a lot of the work that we've done within Food for Life is actually filtering through into the food that's being provided as part of those half programmes. There are whole families that depend on, on those programmes and those activities. It's really unusual for nurseries to get involved in the half programme. It's something that we're not really picking up on in other areas around um, the black country, but I know that there are a number of our Warsaw Food for Life settings that have actually decided to provide um, activities during the summer, which is, which is fantastic to see. And I know Warsaw have got um, a really coordinated approach to it. So there's a, there's um, a, a coordinator within Warsaw Council that provides um, training and support to any settings within Warsaw that are delivering um, half activity. 
and the training around sort of the the cook at home programs as well and the education for parents I think is vital with that um we're doing a lot of work trying to link um settings with food banks as well and trying to educate the food banks around providing activity cards recipes things like that that they can they can send out the demand on food banks in Warsaw has massively increased as it has across the country half is just a godsend really in Warsaw there'll be lots of parents that are absolutely relying on that to feed their children back in glasgow Irina Martin of Norwich Scotland says that funding is an essential part of the jigsaw. After just 3 years of the Peace Please program for the under 5s, they've just begun. It's been really exciting and unbelievably successful. This project needs to continue so we get fruit and veg into people's plates. We know that this can happen and we know that this can work. but this is just the start of the journey 1,300,000 children under the age of 5 are living in poverty in the UK we've updated our right to food charter and our team of ambassadors will continue to fight to make sure that every child in the UK gets access to good healthy food we'd love if you could have a look at our work and support us at foodfoundation.org.uk And of course, please keep listening to and sharing our podcast.